Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Welcome to Off The Edge with Cam Jordan. It's me. Hello. I appreciate y'all tapping in, tuning in. Uh, 12 years experience behind me, heading to year 13 with the NFL, with the Saints, with the same team. It's a dream, and I'm living it. I'm not truly excited because we, as athletes, we want to reach for perfection. We're sitting at 2-1. and one. New Orleans Saints lost to the Green Bay Packers somehow in the last seven minutes and 50 seconds of the game. Uh, which irks me because I'm not a fan of the Green Bay Packers because I was born in Minnesota. Pops played for the Minnesota Vikings. Left when I was five, but I grew up being a cheesehead hater, so I hate losing to the cheeseheads just innately. I've grown up from that. I don't have that type of uh, love-hate relationship between the Vikings and the Packers or anybody else in the league, but it still does. It grinds my gears. You know, Thomas, you're, you're on mute, Thomas. Thomas, you're on mute. You can't just pop in the window. <laughs> I can't just jump on you and not, not be heard. <laughs> right. Um, were, were there one, two, three specific plays in the game that you can point to and say, this hurt us? This Absolutely. may have contributed to the loss. There was a specific, you know, fourth and short on the on the goal line that you just wish you had that play back, you know? Defensive line crashed down on a running back. Uh, Jordan Love runs into the end zone. Um, Packers have struggled on fourth down today. Love will take it in. In my mind, you know, we stop, we stop him there. That's the end of the game. Uh, we ended up having seven penalties for over 101 yards. It hurts. Shoot. In the third quarter, Derek Carr goes down. Out of the shotgun is Carr. Here comes pressure. Picked up, but Carr steps up, and he will go down. Rashawn Gary. The linebacker, Tony, and Carr is down still. Oh, he was slammed down. It was how he was slammed into the ground. Lost seven. Time out for injury. He is in some pain. It, you know, you look at that and you're like, man, all right, we got James coming in. As a defense, you're trying to step up. As a team, you're, you're rallying. You're getting that energy up. He, Derek Carr walks off on his own accord. You're like, all right, we know it's not something that's going to take away from our future. We're worried about our present. We're worried about our right now. Uh, it sucks that injuries do happen on the field, especially to a quarterback who, you know, is is growing with our offense each and every game. And you just have to pick it up as a defense, you know, get down to the 30 yard marker and have to kick a, a winning field goal. Doesn't happen our way. Snap, hold, kick is away. And he missed it. You can tell by the crowd behind. I, I believe he missed it wide right. 
at the end of the day, you can't rest on the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. All you have is the now. And now the Saints are sitting there two and one, and we've got our sight. We've now broken down film, got our sights officially on Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't ask me about Derek Carr. I have no idea. That being said, if Jameis has to take the field, if Derek Carr takes the field, we're going to be in a great spot to try and put major points on the board. It's got to be, you know, we've looked at it this whole year as it's got to be on defense. It's going to be on defense. Defense is going to take over this next game against Tampa Bay. We're going to focus on what we can control. You know, when it comes into scheduling, I just want to talk about when it comes into scheduling, turning over a loss like this, you lose on a Sunday in Green Bay. You talk to, you know, there's a family section. If you have friends, family come through. After a loss, I'm not a good person. So after a loss, I'm really not looking forward to a family section. Um, and there are people that you really look forward to seeing regardless. So you, you show love where you can show love because you have to accept the love that, you know, that wants to show up to these games. You're like, man, it's great to see you. I'm just headed to the bus, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to get to the bus. Pops, I appreciate you for being here. Moms, thank you. Love you guys so much. Uh, bae, wifey, kids, whoever. Like, man, thank you guys for being here. Yeah, I want to take a picture so I can go to the bus. <laughs> you know, you get back to, you get back home somewhere around 7.30. You're around your family, the kids. Kids don't care. Kids just want to see you. Dad, you lost. I'm sorry. And you're like, oh, man, look, there's there's a bigger picture here. This this loss isn't going to change who I am as a person because I'm still your dad. This loss isn't going to change who I am. I used to, it used to affect my whole day. Now I'm like, hey, like, let's watch a movie. Let's calm down if you guys want to. You know, I probably don't. If I lose, I'm probably not watching football. I'm watching highlights of football because I'm, I'm petty. I want everybody to lose after I, 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 like, if I lose, I want everybody to lose. I'm just checking ESPN scores like, yeah, they lost. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, I wanted them to lose. Yeah, they lost too. Oh, they won. They'll lose when we play them though. Like, you know, there's just times where he's, that's my pettiness taking over. But either way, you know, that, that next day is where you break down film with the team. You get your body right. You check yourself. Uh, like, all right, how sore am I? Because if you're sore on Monday, Dom's setting in Tuesday. That's delayed onset muscle soreness, I believe. Uh, which just means if you if you ever have, like, gotten a car wreck or played football, you know, which is just like a car wreck, uh, you feel that about two days later. You're like, man, I'm good on Sunday. Like, I'm hyped up. You got all that adrenaline pumping. Man, so Monday, you're like, ooh, this shoulder a little... The shoulder got a little wing to it now. It got a little sting to it. Uh-oh. Tuesday. Tuesday would have hit. Oh, hamstrings tight. Calves tight. Back tight. Oh, he did hit me in the ribs. I feel it. That's a bruise. I am bruised. I am severe. Severed, if you shall. You know, that's when you when you feel it all hit. You're like, all right, well, now I got to, I'm getting a massage. I'm getting body work done on Tuesday as well as Wednesday because I'm trying to like, all right, this is what ails me. This is how I get back. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the off day. I, then I come in and come talk to y'all. You know, we chat it up, we get it out. And then later on the night, I'll be at kids practices because I've got four of them things now. <laughs> you see Cam J, just know Cam J got a legacy. There's Tank J, there's Glojo, and, you know, there's there's Nia Grace, and there's Cha-Cha. Which Jordan one do you Cam. like the most? I don't have I don't have a ranking. I tell them, I tell them each individual, you know, loves that I have for them. I, you know, I tell my oldest son, I'm like, man, hey, you're my favorite oldest son. And he's like, dad, I'm your only oldest son. That's why you're my favorite. And then, you know, my oldest daughter, I'm like, I'm like, oh, you're my, you're my favorite oldest daughter. And she'd be like, dad, I'm your only oldest daughter. Well, duh. I mean, you know. Then I tell Nia Grace, I'm like, baby, I'm like, you my favorite little country baby. And she's like, I'm not country. But like, her name is Nia Grace. That's country as it gets right there. And then my little, you know, my little cha-cha, like, I like to cha-cha. 
Like that's I'm like I'm like she's my little baby. You know, that's the baby of the family. So she's gonna get love regardless. Like everybody loves her. So she got so much love. So I just try to give them their own little piece of the pie, you know? Uh but speaking of staying in the present, being in this week, man, I got I got one of my former teammates. Now he's over at the uni- uh, now he's over at Miami. You know, I think there's really great offensive tackles in this league. Um Maybe few and far between, but you have to earn my respect. Either way, I get to bring on my dog, uh, Teron Armstead, coming up next. When I say dog, big D-O-double-G. He's big dog. Teron Armstead. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The fake, good block in there, and down it goes. Caught at the 30. This is the dynamic hill. He's in for six. Tyreek Hill. Touchdown. Oh, that was that clip of the Dolphins putting 70 points. Beginning of the Dolphins putting 70 points on a Denver Broncos team. Oh, man, I'm excited. I got my dog, you know, the coldest left tackle in the game. For real, for real. When he hits the field, he's trapped city. A guy, you know, in a game that only let up two pressures the entire game across the line. I'm not saying him. Across the line. Oh, man. Hey, my, it's my dog, Teron Armstead. We're talking about former all-swack out of University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff. You know, current four-time Pro Bowl, current all-pro. My dog is cold. Left tackle. Extraordinaire. Number 72. I call him T-Stead. His rap name, T-Stead, I'm with it. You know, there's a lot of things that are going down. My dog, I appreciate you tapping in to Cam's Off the Edge. Or maybe it's Off the Edge with Cam Jordan. Either way, bro, I'm just happy that you actually tapped in with me. I, as we both know, I don't like a lot of offensive linemen, but I love hey, you. Hey, look, that's, I was about to, that's why I, I didn't say nothing. I wanted you to just keep going. It's, it's very rare to hear you give praise to an offensive lineman. So I am honored. I am truly honored, my brother. I am. Hey man, I, I, <laughs> it I mean, only took I, eleven years. I've only had a, I've only had my own podcast for for you know three three episodes. You three? Okay. One, right, two, three. You know, I had I'm defensive lit. end, so, you know, like, I was coming to the offensive line, and we're going to talk about the trench work. We're going to talk about the, you heard me, how to pop it off with Mark. So, you really, it's oh. my brother, then an edge, and then my other brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, it's we a go. family. Keep it in the family. Keep it, Keep in, it the in the family. family. <laughs> Man, 
I mean, so let's get this out the way. You know, a 78, I ain't never seen the likes of 10 tutties. 10 touchdowns? Did y'all punt it all? 350 in the air, 350 on the ground. Uh, did something go wrong at all in your offensive game plan? Yeah, yeah. No, we uh, we definitely got some things to, to work on and to improve on. Uh, we had a pretty, look, 70 points is crazy. Crazy. Right? I've never seen it before. I've been around the game for a long time as a fan and as a player. I don't know if you ever seen 70 on school before. Crazy. All right. High school? Um, I ain't never do it in high school. That was, it was, it was, it was insane. We had a turnover on downs where we second and one, third and one, fourth and one that we didn't convert, which is, we have to fix that. You know what I mean? Um, so that's, that's where our mindset is focused. You know what I mean? We try to, we try to perfect our craft and, and be as dangerous as an offense as we possibly can. Man, uh, unreal. You know, I had, I had a game the same day. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. we lost, we lost in the last seven minutes and 50 seconds. Um, it's still going to piss me off for a while. You know, I, I hold, I hold these grudges. <laughs> you know, you know how petty I am, bro. I internalize oh, I everything and I, I let it show, show out, but that's for, sure. for perfection, bro. I love that you talked about, you know, there's still things to correct. Cause in a game like that, that's one of them games that coaches are going to try and like mill over. You're going to be in the, the, the room and there's two ways it can go. It can be like, Hey, this is what we could clean up and think about how much better we could be. But like, coach, mm-hmm. we strive for perfection. And that was, that was perfect. If you're looking for the shun, we can find yeah. the shun, but that was perfect. Or you could be like, <laughs> like, hey, you know, that's when you like throw things on the rug and be like, oh man, we could have ran for X, you know, a couple more extra yards here or there, whatever it is. But now we're, we're, we're on to the next film already. So I just want to know in the locker room, like, what was the message? Like, you've already broke down film or whatever it is. What's the message? Uh, I mean, the, the, Initial reaction was kind of like, what just happened? You know what I mean? Historic moment. So a lot of high five in and like, you know, you, you feel me? It was, it was crazy. So we like, man, 70, like, that's, that's wild. But, uh, and we instantly switched and the, and the focus went to Buffalo. You know what I mean? So I, I love that. And from a head, young head coach, Matt McDaniel, he is, he's locked in. He's on a mission. So the, the attention quickly. Turn to all right. Let's get ready for next week. So we didn't have victory Monday. Uh, we spent. Yeah, we didn't. We did. It we ain't no victory Monday. You you already back yeah. in that thing. I love it. Hey, for right. real, we was in workouts meetings Monday, and we getting right back to it. Right, it's your second year with the team, bro. Um, you guys have been what five and zero, six and zero last year. We started off three and zero. Yeah. Right. So like, so now you you already know how to get three and zero. What's what's this yeah. pivotal turn to get you to that four and zero, five and zero, six and zero? Whatever gets you to the playoffs to face the Saints in the Super Bowl, because that's where I'm trying to go. Hey, I would love it. Would love it. Uh, for, for really for us, like our our whole goal and our mantra is to go one and zero every week. Is to go one and zero. Like nothing outside of that. Nothing. Ahead you ain't of looking that. at long game. It's what's what, not how at I all. win today. Not at all. Because we got ahead of ourselves last year. At times, um, just just small chatter. We talking about big picture, big picture. Now we got to. Understand the task in front of us, and we, you know, Buffalo. That's top of the line program, organization, a team, a defense. Uh, so we got to come with. You've been you've been over in Miami for two years now, bro. Was there a significant difference? What is the difference between like a guy like Sean Payton and Mike Daniels, Mike McDaniels as a as a head coach? They are different for sure. Yep. Very different. Sean was, uh, especially my earlier years. Sean was intense. He was strict. Uh, disciplinarian. He was calling pretty much, you know, calling the shots uh, on everything. 
Mike is is a different personality. It's, it's unique, and it was and it was kind of took some adjusting and time to get used to when I came over because of I was with Sean for nine years. So um, Mike is just very very relaxed, bro. Like he literally seemed like just one of the homies. Like he's a he's a very intelligent football mind. He sees the game kind of different than, than others. Very unconventional and. He's genuinely him, like the way he talks, the way he acts, the way he speaks, the way he moves. Like he just, he want to have fun, bro. Like he's want to have fun. He want to instill confidence in the guys, and he want people to play fast. So it's dope, man. Like I was blessed to be with Sean for all them years. He's a Hall of Fame coach. I love him to death. Everything he taught me, and I'm I'm extremely happy to be where I am now. Like I could, I wouldn't trade anything. Yeah. So how did it feel after getting a dub on you, on your old coach then? Did, did yeah, you say no, what's, did so, you say what's up after? Yeah, I hollered at my dog. Okay, for sure. Yeah, okay. Sean he, actually ran up on me pregame. Yeah, he ran up on me pregame. Uh, hit me a couple of times. Boom, boom. All right, Sean, meet you back. <laughs> <laughs> I get you back. <laughs> yeah, hit you back. Eh? But uh, definitely wanted that win. Yeah, won every win. Every win. Every win. You've played with one of the best of all times, Drew Brees. Protecting him, mm-hmm. left side lockdown for many, many years. Mm-hmm. What does it feel like now protecting Tua? Tua! I'm not even going to try that last name. I'm just Tagliova. Tango Valor. Yeah, exactly. Tag Howard. Oose. Oose. No, it's loose. Look, Tua's incredible, man. Incredible. It's a lot of similarities between the two. Really? I'm, I, can, I, can, I can honestly say that. It's a lot of similarities between the two. Um, both similar size. Statue. They're both five, they're no. both five eleven, claim six foot. Yep, go ahead. Two a little taller than Drew. Drew came down here. He came down here and hang one hung with the team, hung with me for a while, met with Tua for a good while, and then Tua sized him up. He's like, Yeah. Like, he like, I got a whole, I got a whole inch on Drew. My whole oh. inch taller. taller. Right. <laughs> he was so happy about that. But uh a, a lot of similarities between them two, man. You know, I, I think so highly of Drew. That's the that's the go to my eyes. The things that he was able to do and to where the way he produced his production at a high level, his preparation was insane. Tour reminds me of Drew from his his perspective, like the, the way he sees the field, the way he sees the defense, the way he anticipates. He's throwing it to spots that the receiver is not there. And and they just I mean, it's it's crazy, man. So his his pocket presence and and his anticipation. Tight window throws, accuracy. I, I promise, I'm putting it in the in the realm of, of Drew Brees. I see a lot of similarities. Woo! Hey, I mean, I was high on him early, fam. I mean, I like what I like what he does. If he stays healthy, he can be special. I think. Sure. Like time, time will tell. No, um, he I, is special. He oh, is definitely special. Yeah, we love that. Love that, love that confidence. Yeah, I, no, I'm saying <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I'm saying I don't believe. I think he's one of the yeah. good ones, and I think he has potential to be. Great, possibly if he stays healthy. We just you know you never know. It's a little too early to he's say. He's great now. Well, today, quarterbacks right? have twenty year careers, so he's right. headed in the year right. five. So he's a quarter of the way through. Like everywhere yeah, else, I think it's four for him though. I think okay. it's your four for for two. Look, so he's a fifth of the way through. <laughs> <laughs> but but tell me, you know, without doubling back, I sort of really want to double back uh, on this game because I I just ain't seen it. Seventy points is just ridiculous. Uh, the most I've ever been a part of I think was probably why Drew Brees was part of the Saints probably my rookie year I think like 
mid the middle of the season, he dropped like a sixty burger, sixty some points on maybe the, on the Colts, on the on Colts, the, on the Colts. Yeah, and, yeah. And I, and I was like, this is unreal, boy. But y'all went for seventy, so that's just od, od. <laughs> um, let's just, I just want to know, but three fifty on the ground. Yeah, three fifty in the air. As an offensive lineman, which one do you feel more accomplished about? The the lack of pressures because y'all only let up two pressures during yeah. the whole game, or like we big dog them boys up front and ran it. You know, we made them like it. You know, coaches be like, we're gonna run down their mouths and make them like it. And you be like, as a person, you be like, whoa, all right. And as an offensive lineman, you be like, yeah. You know, you you, you hit you hit that. When I see yeah. when I see when I see Teron's shoulder shoulder roll hey, and the biceps come know out. What time it is? It's go like, time. You know what time it is. It's crazy. I seen Banjo pregame and we, oh, you know what? I'm about to turn up, Banjo. Uh, but no, so so for us, for offensive linemen, like, pass pro is work. You feel me? Like, that's that's objective number one. That's what we, we have to accomplish like that. We That's work. Run game is you get to, you get to enjoy more, you know, successful run game. You get to make plays in a sense, you know, that – as my opportunity to make a first down and make a touchdown, you know what I mean. So, we we love that, and and pass pro is stressful. It's very it's stressful. It's a stressful job. You don't know exactly where the quarterback will be, where he's gonna get rid of the ball, whatever. Running back, like you got traps and you got point of attack. You know, you know what I mean. So you know where you're trying to create that lane and where he's trying to go. So that run game is is an opportunity to really make plays. Uh, that's how I, that's how I view it. So, like, pass pro is where you show off your feet. Word. And, and run plays is where you show off your dominance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run plays, we get them highlights, man. We're trying to, I'm trying to, you feel on me? The, on, the, on the second level. On the second level. On the second level. On the second first level, too. First Ooh. level, too. Look, I got uh, uh, Okay. I got, okay. It. I, got it. I got it on film now. It's on the, on on the first level? First level. Dog gotta be, a, you gotta, feel. gotta. That it can't be an. It, it has to be that term edge rush. Like, nah, nah. <laughs> gotta be on an edge guy. Nah, I didn't. I didn't put down every spot. Every spot on the field um, hit the ground. D tackle messing with the every every spot. D tackle playing a four eye. Every spot on the field has hit the oh. ground at some point throughout my career. Okay, all right. That's I mean, that's. that's just offensive. <laughs> Just offensive. Every spot. <laughs> Just offensive because I'm sitting there edge. Look, um, I know what you do. I know you get busy. I already know. <laughs> All right, so which one do you prefer then? Pass pass pro or run blocking? Which 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 one uh, really like, yeah. Yeah, like like nah, look, dude. I, I love I love them both. Like I said, the stress come with the with the pass pro. You know, like I said, you don't want to be the guy. You don't want to be the guy to get beat. You don't want to be the guy to get your quarterback hit ever. So that's a, that's more of a stressful feeling. Uh but it's fun though. It's fun playing that game. It's fun getting the hands and you know working the chest, the chest match, watching, studying you, what you do, what you like to do. Try to take that away. Um, you know what I mean? So it's 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 fun building that game plan and going out there and trying to execute that plan. But like I said, patch for a stressful run game is when you can you can you can have fun, man. You can have fun with the game. Um, you can make plays. You're a playmaker. You know, create stats just like just like the other positions. I. I if somebody hit a get a big run off my block directly, that's my run. I want them forty five rushing yards. That's gonna put that on my man for real. Put that, put that on. Uh, right. hey. you, you know, you know my theory, bro. I've always said nobody grew up wanting to be an offensive lineman. You know, like you didn't, you didn't uh-huh. like young T. Stead at eight years old wasn't like I want to be the coldest left tackle in the game. 
you, man, you, you grew up with on that line, man, early. I've been on that line early, bro. That was crazy. My pops was the coach, so I was pissed because he wouldn't let me run the ball. Because I was fast, but like, I still was nah, heavy. Nah, let's, let's take this real quick aside here because I ain't never heard this part before. Wait. I knew nah, you grew up. Well, you, you grew up with the rock in your hand. You grew up playing basketball. Yeah, I was, I was hoping. I knew that part. Let's. I ain't never asked the origins of offensive lineman T. Stead. <laughs> let's let's talk about this. You was a kid. You was a jit. You was a little kid. Your daddy uh, was a coach. The head coach. And he wouldn't let you play any other position. And that man put me on the line, man. I was high. Like when I'm begging him, yo, everybody else coach, kid running the ball, playing receiver, quarterback. Man, he, so he saw he saw he saw that dog and you on the offensive line that you didn't see in yourself at the time. Look, you know we we lost against the Packers, right? And I was upset, sick, or whatever. Uh, didn't even know who the tackle was going to be. I, I up until game time, I saw that his last name was Tom, and you know what I already thought. Cam. My dog Zachary Tom, big, little <laughs> big brother of Cam Tom, who was a former offensive line. He is for real. Yes, that's Cam Tom, brother. That's Cam Tom, little big brother. You taller, bigger, whatever. I said, oh, oh I know about you already. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to tell that me nothing. I'm not wow. watching no film on him. I know him already. I know his genetics. That's why I'm so sick I ain't come out with a second that game. Because I like we talk about when you go to a game knowing everything going, like you like, oh, these are the moves that's going to work. And they all hitting. Like for you, you're changing up your sets. Bro, how do you decide when you're changing up your sets, by the way? Because you, you're cold with, with getting to your spots. And also changing up your sets on how you want to get to the spots. Because I've seen you in terms of pass pro, the way you float, it's not like a Lane Johnson. Like Lane Johnson drops all immediately back, right? Yeah, hurt, yeah. Yep. And then like you'll float out, but you also switch up your sets where you'll try and jump them. And then when you jump somebody on film, they'll be like, Teron doesn't do this much. I'll be like, yeah, because he's, I was like, but Teron's a dog. Like Teron got a different mentality. Most of these offensive linemen just happen to be like fat people that could play football. Teron is like, nah, I came, I came here to hoop. Like, Teron, like, I, there's a few offensive linemen in the league. I'm like, no, they, this is their passion. And for, you yeah. know, yeah, but you, 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 you probably say it. There's a lot of people in the league in general that sometimes you be like, bro, he's just out here because he, the other people told him he was good at it. You can tell when people are passionate about their yeah. craft. So that's like one of the things I respect about you is your passion about your craft. Like, like what makes you change up your sets? What makes you, you know, give up the interior hand versus exterior hand, the the posterior, yeah. whatever, whatever that terminology is. <laughs> uh man, that's through that's through studying, studying, being a student of the game. You know, watching guys that's been successful for a long time before me, um, taking bits and pieces of what I can from them, working to my strengths. So you know, I came out as a you know really athletic, fast. Office alignment. Tell him about that so, 40 time. Tell him about tell him about that thing. Fastest office alignment ever. Four <sighs> four six nine? Four seven seven two? Four six five. Four seven. Four six five. Nine. Yeah. That's my fault. But, I ran uh, four six nine. Four seven seven official. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm faster. I knew I was faster. Nah, I'm, I'm saying but, you were lighter uh, than me at the time. I was heavier than you at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it just come from from studying. And then as I've evolved over the years, I just want to keep adding to my toolbox. So um, I work sets off season. I work sets on my off days. Still, like today, we got it. I got it in today. And just trying to keep adding to my toolbox. So I do them in practice and they're successful. I'm going to go do it in the game. So jump sets, fake cut, 45 degree sets, um, selling the run, vertical, hand chops. Or like I just want to keep adding to my toolbox. 
trying to. Hey, be that complete. little hand chop is so rude, by the way. Like that. Hey. For, for 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 those of you who don't know, as offensive tackle, you're like you're setting this vertical set. You see an offensive tackle like chest pop up, like it's a, a breast breastplate is explode exposed. And what do you do? You run a long arm through <clears> that breastplate. And immediately, so you, as a defensive end, you're rushing against the tackle. He shows his chest. You hit his chest, trying to deflate that thing. On contact, even if you place it right, a good offensive lineman, a great offensive lineman like Teron, is going to immediately chop your hand down before you can get a grip on the chest plate. So your whole momentum then is diving downwards. You're going downward dog in the middle of a play. <laughs> and that's not where you want to be as a defensive lineman, bro. Like, it's, so, like, it's such a disrespectful move because I'm like, bro, I had perfect placement almost. Yeah. Yeah, almost. I want to. I want to know for real. You know, we talk about. Uh, just just asked you about the locker room vibes. Who controls the ox in the locker room? And the ox, I mean, the auxiliary cord, the boombox, the the music yeah, being yeah, played. Yeah. You know, like you <laughs> you you in New Orleans locker room. You you know, it's it's Cam J in the quarter time. That's I got the boombox going crazy. Now I'm relinquishing that this year. Like I'm letting the younger. They want to play young boy twenty four seven. I'm nah, letting them do. Man. I said, there's other, there's other artists. Now nah, I, I rock with Young Boy, but like, there's other artists. Give me, yeah. But we rocking Young Boy twenty four seven. You know the DBs do all that. Who controls the ox in the Miami locker room? Our young guys handle it too. Uh, Jalen Waddle, he probably, he probably be uh, ox number one. He okay. might be DJ one, and then Cater Kohu, our, our nickel. He, he. He controls the ox as well. So, uh, but Jalen Waddle, he he usually he usually got the the music. Okay, it's it's not it's not teach that I'm with it. I'm gonna play on. my joints. I'm gonna play me the whole. You feel me? Like the okay. whole pregame, <laughs> repeat, all that. So, no, nah, don't give it. Don't give me the chord. It's up. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you know, it, there there was a time where you know you dropped you dropped the album headed into a training camp, and we had yeah. we had a Teron Armstead album. Going crazy. Then you deleted my favorite yeah. songs off the off the hardware, fam. And I'm still upset about this. You know, like audio quality, man. Audio quality. Man, I don't care. I don't care if it, it, it had right. that, you know, whoop that trick vibes to it. You know what I'm saying? That, that rocking <laughs> with the gang. Hey, that rocking with the gang. Yeah, I yeah. was out there. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, hey, really lit. I said, hey, what I hit you last year? I said, hey, I said, hey, Teron, you still got that uh that that that's that little EP that I like? I was like, you still got that? Man, I deleted it off the hardware. For y'all that don't know, my man Teron Armstead is a phenomenal rapper, and his quality has oh, watched the growth from year what is it year one or two when you started rapping for real for real to now. Yeah, is, is phenomenal. Beats, bass, boom, going crazy. Lyrics going stupid. <laughs> I mean, but there were some there were some early tracks, them, them little what I call hood baby anthems. You know, like when I'm, I'm when promise. I'm either about to get in a fight or about to go go to war with my boys. Like you need some of that. You know, had I'm that had that young Kyrie on there, like. Boys was going crazy early on. <laughs> yeah, no, we had some. We definitely had some uh, backyard, no, basement, basement style rap. Me and me and Mark Ingram in the in the closet recording. Only only had one mic, so we you know we kind of well one pair of headphones, so we like saying stuff at the same time, listening to the beat at the same time, and just trying to all right, Mark, you go. All right, I got. So it was it was very make it happen, patchwork. But now we in the studio, man. We in Interscope. You feel me? You know, we, we do try. No, to I don't. Weird. I don't feel you. Tell me about it. What you mean? We in, Interscope rap? Like you got a real deal now? No, I, I ain't signed a deal. I ain't signed an exclusive okay. deal with Interscope. I, but, uh, I was like, dang, I you an industry plant now? Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I recorded. I, we recorded Interscope, man. They they got me. You know where it's, it's on demand. I walk in uh, whenever I'm in LA, get to the Interscope. 
and then I still got my guy Abby down in New Orleans. You know, okay. so still still get that get that rocking too. So that pen, that penmanship is always there. Why you why you strapping folks on the pen on hey. the field? You go straight to the to the notepad after like yeah, bar so hey, cold. I gotta, Ice. You feel me? I gotta keep that. Hey, when when does that actually happen, bro? Because like. I've seen your work ethic, you know, side by side for for a number of years, bro. You're always on the field. You're always hitting bags, even on your off days. You working on your craft. So when do you have time to do your hobbies? Clearly, music is it's a hobby for now until you retire, and it could be a mainstream thing for real. Because you guys don't know, my man's tapped in. He's in all. He's in on the uh, the Madden the Madden game this year. The man got five out of six tracks. If you turn on Madden, you hear in Teron Armstead. So I'm just letting y'all know bars. Like, where do you have time to either write these joints? Is it an off-season thing, or are you are you are you still recording in season too? I really don't record much in season. I usually do all my my music off season, um, and I'm mostly writing. I'm mostly write when I'm traveling. So anytime I, I touch a flight, and I just I get the beats going. I don't know. I don't know what what it is about traveling, but it just opened that creative space for me, and and I just you know try to try to tap in and speak with stuff, substance, talk about experiences, tell real life stories. Uh, things that I've seen, done, or heard, you know, and traveling always just it, it, it gets me where I need to be. Got a bank in America, and it's not in America. Yeah, got a bank, and it's not in America. You feel me? Yo, <laughs> the line, line, so cold. There's a couple of them, them lines that I was gonna stick out to me. High yellow sky, do all the time teller. I'm on arcing a G shot today, you. but just know That's I was like, you. I was out there rocking the the yellow sky dweller, like yo. <laughs> I've got, I've got, uh, I've got rapper dreams, bro. And you out there living that lifestyle. All right, pivot from you heard, you know, the, the music life because we know you got tracks and albums for days, bro. Like three fire off questions. Who's your hardest matchup in terms of of edge, blitzing linebacker, whatever it is? Hardest matchup to to go against across uh, the league Von over Miller. your span of eleven. Okay, Von Miller, Miles Garrett. Who who's faster? Do you think Jalen Waddle or Tyreek Hill? Not top end speed, acceleration. Reach the fastest dude I've ever seen in person. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't even I don't know if I care about it. I just want to know what what's the what's the, the meal you missed the most from New Orleans? Ooh. I've I'd have been really just that that Thursday Desi Vegas. You know what I mean? Like Shout that Thursday Desi, Desi Vegas or Rock and Saki. Them two. Desi Vegas, Rock and Saki. If I had them two, boy boy. That little upside down roll? You feel me? From Rocket Saki go, oh. the okay. the lamb chops with the who that shrimp. The lamb chops coming from Desi Vegas that, with the who oh, that shrimp. Those two, them my they're my top two restaurants of all time. All the right, real. favorite dessert though. Okay, last last one there. Bread pudding, bread bread pudding or banana pudding. Ooh, Man. that's tough. I'd probably say bread pudding. My chef here, Chef Trey, he make. A variety uh, of yeah, bread yeah. pudding. Throw that, throw that. He got money. Tell him he got he got money. All that boy got his own right. chef. <laughs> All right, nice talking to you, brother. I appreciate you. I know. Hey, I appreciate <laughs> hey, love, you, bro. bro. Thanks for tapping in, bro. Hey, anything, you know, if you need me, I got you. You know, I, I text you. I appreciate you. I doubt, you know, we needed nothing else from you because you just gave me the world already, bro. I appreciate so many times. Stop, bro. <laughs> love, brother. Always, man. Always. Bless. Uh, that was my dog, Teron Armstead, doing everything that he did, making making it great, um, what, what separates him from, you know, just an office lineman too, one of them real dogs. Like, he earns respect, and he he doesn't he doesn't settle for anything less than the highest level competition. Uh, but I just want to transition, man, what, it, what it's like 
We talked about get off the guys that give, you know, the, about the moves that we use when we get off the edge. Uh, I just want to talk about the, the basic foundation of what it is to be an edge rusher. When you're on the edge, you're in your stance, and that could be a four-point, which means both hands down on the ground. That's a three-point, which means one hand is down on the ground, and some guys like to switch it up. Two-point, you know, you're coming off just your feet, top feet, looking like a like a track star with no with no uh with no blocks. The get off is the most important thing for a defensive lineman, and that could be switching up tempo in terms of how you're going to get off the ball, or you know, Von Miller the way he slow switches up his tempo in terms of accelerating at his fastest, or sometimes delaying himself so he's throwing off the offensive lineman's timing. But for me, it's all about that true get off. It's I'm four points to the ground. I'm keying in on where the ball is. Center has the ball, and I already know. I've already indicated when the center is going to snap. It could be on head count or it could be on the quarterback's cadence. All that information is being processed before the play. I know exactly where it wants to be hiked. And when the ball is snapped, that's true get off. That is explosion. From your two point of pressure with your feet in the ground to getting into your best running form. It's track stance. You are trying to get your best get off, i.e. Von Miller and his ghost, i.e. Michael Parsons and the way he explodes off the ball, Shaq, Shaq Barrett. There's so many guys who have elite get-off that can win rushes without ever needing to move because of their anticipation. Get-off, your stance, your alignment, your ability to anticipate when the ball is snapped. Appreciate it. That's me tapping in with Off the Edge with yours truly, Cam Jordan. Thank you for everything you guys done. If anything, go ahead, tap in with the podcast. Leave a five-star rating. Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio app, anywhere we get your podcast, And that's Off the Edge with Cam Jordan. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now.